going on, everybody? Welcome into the third ever episode of the Dogs Football Podcast. We are coming to you from the studio here on this Thursday evening with some big news all around in every facet of the every facet of Saluki football. It is now the off season. We are a couple weeks out of our season ending, and there is the championship game between South Dakota State and Sam Houston State this weekend which we're really upset because if we would have got past South Dakota State, we could have had a chance to face Delaware without their quarterback, and they got smoked. So we would have had a legit chance getting in the natty. What's going on? My name is Nick Malone, your host, and I'm joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, what's happening today? What's going on, everybody? Good to be back here and have another episode. And I believe, I forget which player tweeted it out, but he did say our game versus South Dakota State was the championship. So... It was it was the well, uh, Sam Houston coming back against uh, James Madison was a legit game, but how close ours was, yeah, you can make a case for sure that uh, I'm thinking that uh, uh, this weekend's game is gonna be pretty close. But here we are. All right, we'll get into the biggest news of all for the fall. It's gonna be a big fall for SLU football. Let's get in straight to the uh, the bigger news, which is the quote-unquote, better news in terms of what these players have gone through and what they have uh, accomplished in their lives, not only the football careers, but their lives. Noah, we got the 2021 spring graduates. Let's go through them all here. There is eight of them. Let's go to Keenan Abed. Hasn't got much playing time in his career. Special teamer, but he's been loyal. He's been, I'm sure, a good teammate. And, uh, I'm sure a key player and special teams that we might miss later on. Uh, Keenan Agnew, Noah, sport administration degree, which is what I did at Southern as well. And a lot of these dudes have it. He's not the only one here. Keenan Agnew, when you say Noah, he's had a pretty decent career. We were expecting big things from him this past spring, but maybe in the maybe in the fall we'll get big things. Yeah, I expect big things from him. Uh, congrats to him for graduating and uh, having one more shot at a. Uh championship this fall lucas davis congrats to him business marketing he's out of edwardsville illinois uh luke giggling which we his spring season with his final we don't know 100 percent. we know chimbaleski's gone correct we knew those were correct we knew those were the two that probably were not going to play in the fall so luke also has a sports administration degree so good luck to luke in his future endeavors if he's not going back in the are coming back in the fall. We know he's been a uh, a light for this team in every fa- facet of his his um, his uh, energy, his leadership. So we're really going to miss that guy, Anthony Knighton. At the beginning of his career, he was on pace, and he's pretty close to breaking the all-time sacks record. He didn't have that great of a spring as well. Imagine if he was at his peak. I believe he was battling injuries. Yeah, true that he has battles in his. As an upperclassman, he has battled injuries. From Florida, you know, we love those Florida guys. We'll get into We have another one here. Uh, Anthony Knight with a sociology degree. So we're looking forward to the fall for what Anthony can bring. He's been a heck of a player at SIU. Stone Lebanowitz with a radio, TV, and digital media degree. We're really not surprised that that is his degree because he is a, a leader. He's outspoken. You know, he's a fun guy. So we can definitely see that being his direction after football. Uh, there's not, nothing more else to say about Stone and what he, how he led us to our deepest run in over a decade uh, and everything that he was able to do. So shout out to Stone for his degree. 
from Florida. He's also from Florida. Chucky Sullivan. I remember when I was on campus years ago, I saw him and I was like, this dude, is this dude a student? He is. He just looks like a grown man. And he played like a grown man in his career. Journalism degree over, I'm pretty sure, in the communications building. That's where I saw him at. So kudos to Chucky. Uh, congrats on that. Like I said, heck of a player here at SIU. Looking forward to his fall as well. We know he tore his ACL recently throughout the week in practice. So hopefully he's rehabbing well. And then you got JT Thompson, also a sports administration degree. We expected big things out of him in the spring. And he struggled a little bit, but James Caesar picked him up this whole season. Uh, and JT came along, had a couple picks at the end of the season in the playoffs. So looking forward to him. We know he has uh, NFL aspirations. So looking forward to what he uh, has to offer in the fall. Um, heck of a player here at SIU in his couple years. So congrats to all those eight graduates. and Good luck to them out after football and their future endeavors. All right, Noah, let's get now into what came up the other day. Let's get, Noah, let's get into those accolades that a couple of our players have gotten. Yeah, we had several accolades for our players. For the first time since 2009, we had multiple first-team FCS All-Americans. We had wide receiver Avante Cox, which we know how good he was this year. Then the most receiving yards this year. Then – uh. This one kind of surprised me, but Javon Williams was named to the first team as well. I know he had his injuries, but just how shows how good he is. Then second team was Quay Brown was named to the second team. Then we also had the Associated Press come out the other day, named their FCS All-America team, and uh, Avante and Quay were named to the second team as well on that Associated Press. And like I said, Avante leading the league with like 800-something receiving yards led the FCS, which was very impressive. Uh, we were surprised about Javon. He had, I think, over 500 rushing yards. That just showed how he only missed probably, what, three games? I mean, so, I mean, he he still put in work in the games that he was there. First team is definitely surprised on Quay. He led the FCS in four fumbles. We know he loves to do that. And we're not surprised, you know, he had it. When he when he uh, went into the transfer portal, what was it, about a year ago or whatever, way before the season, we thought that, oh, man, we're at the makeup for his uh, for what he's been able to do for us. And then he came back, and we knew he was going to have to have a big year, and he, he did, obviously, second team, and he did have moments. Um, so congrats to those guys. Um, so, no, Avante led the Missouri Valley with 66 catches, 838 yards, and five touchdowns. He also rushed the ball 238 yards and 10 yards per rushing attempt. And he had that 100-yard receiving game against North Dakota, North Dakota State, and Southeast Louisiana and Weber State. So all of the biggest games of the year, arguably, the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. Uh, so, yeah, that's the one. We knew Avante was going to deserve that, rightfully. You could have argued that some other SLU players could have gotten on this as well. We know James Caesar had an incredible year. I wonder, like, pound for pound, like, what his, like, coverage stats, what his, all of that, all that was. I'm sure he had a, had a fight. I remember he tweeted the, uh, the, an emoji, like, writing it down to the receipt emoji, knowing that he got snubbed for this, potentially. So, all these guys have the potential to be on. We expect these guys and maybe some more to get there in the fall for those awards. So, congrats to those guys. All right, Noah, let's get 
into some of the big news. Let's get to the guys who announced recently that they are leaving Southern. Yeah, we have uh, the biggest biggest name that is heading out the door is last year's starting quarterback, Corey Lyles, which uh, with who we will get to it later, but who we have coming in and what Stone did and what Nick Baker showed what he could possibly do didn't surprise me. So Corey is going to play his last year of college football somewhere else. Not sure where, but uh, I'd say probably somewhere in the FCS or probably lower, if I were to guess. So best of luck to him. Yeah, he. Uh, let's get at him a little bit. You know, he had his moments. He won the starting job from Stone a couple of years ago after Stone got hurt in that first game. Um Correa definitely had his moments. He showed leadership. I, it, it sucks for him, really, because he came in this year being the starter and struggled in that first game, got hurt, got sacked so many times, lost a couple fumbles, and then all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't get his job back until that one game he plays. forgot which game it was that he had two picks in his first two throws. So, you know, the end of his career here was not ideal for him at all. So, and maybe that could hurt him wherever he would go. He is going to find a place to go. But, yeah, like you said, with how Stone played and even Nick played when he was in there, that he really had no shot and the guys coming in. So, we do. Yeah, we wish Correa the best of luck. Who else we got? We also have uh, Tanner Corum. He was the first one to announce that he is leaving. Um, special teams guy. I believe he came here as a wide receiver, but he moved to safety this offseason. Didn't see much playing time, was a big special teams guy, and uh, best of luck to him. He he has a he could have a bright future somewhere else. Then the final one, most recent, was uh, Aaron Maddox, who transferred here from Colorado. Not sure he played at all. Which was surprising, because you go back and look at his tape. I know it's on his uh, Twitter feed or his Twitter profile, and he was special there. He was making plays against Gardner Minshew, against guys like that. So we were really excited when he came in. But, yeah, he didn't He didn't find a way on the field, which is surprising. He got beat out. or With Quay coming back, there, yeah. with Quay back and James coming back, it really hurt his ability to get on the field. Yeah, which, like we said, he had great tape. So we were really excited about that. So we wish him the luck. We wish him best of luck as well. He'll definitely find a good place to go. All right, so that's for now. We're thinking that there might be some other guys out because this roster is getting pretty deep and and everywhere on the field on both sides of the ball. So we're really hoping that there maybe there's nobody of key that leaves, but you never know. Um, and we'll be able we'll be talking about that as time goes on. If there are more, as a I would say long, not really a long off season. We don't got them. We've got a couple months till things start getting rolling here for the guys. So, all right, let's get straight into the guys coming in. It didn't take long after the season before we landed a couple guys. Noah, let's get into this first one that happened shortly after all of the uh, after the season and after like Tanner and Correa and all of them announced they were leaving. Let's get into this first one. Noah D. A. Foxworth. An interior defensive lineman coming from Buffalo. Look, he looks like a beast, honestly. Let's get into him, though. His real name is Deshondrick, but he goes by D. So uh, he's a 6'1", 295, 
grad transfer from Buffalo. He did uh, not no stats available for him last year, the season with Buffalo. He originally played his first two years of college at Jones County Community or JUCO. So then he transferred to Buffalo, and there were no stats for him last year. So I did, whether it was last year or because I'm on his Twitter profile, and whoever this is, College Football Blitz said his Chandrick Foxworth has entered the portal. Career stats: twenty-five tackles, three tackles for loss, and a sack and a half. Fourteenth on the team, tackles for loss in twenty eighteen. He was a former two-star recruit at high school, which. Uh, we know because uh, he and here he's tackling a Temple player, so he's played against good competition. We know we need beef up the interior D line. Ever since we lost Malik Haynes, it's been a little whatever. We were expecting Keenan Agnew to be that, and we who knows what could have been if Jawan Blankenship didn't get hurt. We're thinking Jawan will be back, and then you add this guy in there. Now we're beefing it up. Yeah, in 2018, he appeared in 13 games. For the Three years ago, though, so he's from older. Yeah, in Buffalo, and he made four starts at twenty tackles and a tackle and a half for loss and a sack in that season. Twenty nineteen, he redshirted but did appear in four games. They use a four game rule. I guess you can redshirt a guy. Had five tackles, including a tackle and a half for loss, and so. Yeah, I mean, like I he said, he is old. He this is it. He will be a grad transfer that is confirmed. So, good. He's putting it all out for the fall for us, and maybe SIU's best hype of a season they've ever had. All right, let's now get into the next one, which is we, I guess, heard or knew rumblings in general of where this guy was going to end up, um, and we had a feeling he was going to be here. Hunter Simmons. From Marion High School, right in our backyard, right where you and I are both from. He transferred before he came. He transferred to Marion, correct? Correct, from Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. And put it all out there this past season. And like we said, we had a feeling this might have would happen. He wouldn't have gone too big, but uh, coming over here to SIU, no other. What do you got on him? Yeah, he's in a, he's an incredible one. Probably since Matt Brown here in Marion is the best quarterback to come through Marion. I know he is he's had he has several F- FCS offers but and uh several uh FBS walk preferred walk-on spots. I know Illinois prefer offered him a walk-on spot, but he has turned him down to stay home and play for his backyard team. And it kind of we're really pumped about him. He's a nice uh, pro-style QB. Um but it's just how deep that we're becoming. And we'll get to another one at this point. But uh, we're not sure when he'll see the field. He is going to be a freshman, so he's got time. But And who knows? Like we said, Nick Baker waited a long time and got his chance and made the most of it. Depending upon what kind of play style you are, it doesn't really matter. So maybe he's got a, a future for us down the road, depending upon what else has to fall in his favor. He is walking into a loaded quarterback room, so – I know, uh, I believe WSIL interviewed him, and he said he couldn't wait to learn from Stone and uh, Nick Baker. So he's excited to come here and learn and work for a spot. Yeah, and he knows he's coming to a team that's winning. I'm sure a lot of the winning had a lot to do with him coming here as well, not only him being home. So the fact that he is home makes him more comfortable with depending upon how the start of his career is going to be. So 
We're looking forward to him. So since we're on a quarterback right there, let's get straight into the other quarterback we do, Scott. Cincinnati transfer Michael Lindauer, Noah. Yeah, he is uh, originally from Evansville, Indiana, at a Wrights Memorial. Uh, he, in 2019, he redshirted, but he was, this is important, a 2019 AAC All-Academic Team member. So that is important. But coming out of high school, uh, as a senior, he originally committed to SIU, but his only FBS offer was Cincinnati, and he elected to go to Cincinnati, but he was a consensus three-star quarterback. He was ranked as one of the top 15 players in Indiana. I mean, he's a pocket-style quarterback. He, in his prep career, threw for over 10,000 yards on 62% completing his passes and over 120 touchdowns and only, wow. like, 30 interceptions. So yeah. he's just – and I believe he was a finalist for the 2018 Mr. Football in Indiana. So Wow, yes. Seems like he's pretty special. Yeah, Cincinnati is a you know a big school to go to, and the fact that they did Desmond Ritter came out of nowhere for them, and he's been their quarterback, so it really was no shot. You said he was a redshirt freshman, correct? Correct. And like we like we said not too long ago, that we thought he was honestly an upperclassman before we knew any of the details. Um, so this is the one right here. Michael is the one that we think could push Stone for playing time right away, because yeah, he pro style, experience a little bit, and. Just because he's more ready, you know, he was in the FBS, he knew, you know, he knows ins and outs in certain ways to help us get to even the next level. So, like we said, we think Stone is the QB1 going into the fall because of what he did. But do not be surprised if Michael Lindauer becomes the starting quarterback. Going, I'm still really excited about him. And he adds to the, you know, let's quickly go over in case no one else, no one knows exactly the quarterbacks that are in our quarterback room now. Yeah, you have we. Stone, you have Nick Baker. You have uh, Michael now. You have Hunter Simmons coming as a freshman. Who else? You have you have Stone Norton, who is part of this class as well. Which I will after we're done updating the new guys, updating you guys on the new guys. I'm going to run over the 2021 class as a as of right now over it but uh we have stone norton who's part of that class from he's a florida international transfer so he's also got experience so another experienced guy at a high level so yeah at a high level then we have um what is his name and we have zach foss but look florida international is that where lane kiffin was at no that was that he was at a florida atlantic atlantic okay fau that's right okay i just wanted to clear that up so yeah Zach Foss. I really like Zach Foss and his potential coming in out of Alabama's backyard. I'm not saying he could have went there, but he's then pretty talented. The other one I can't think of is uh, Zach Zabrowski. He's a redshirt freshman at SIU. Yeah, he's the main play caller on the sidelines there. And you got DeVries, correct? Correct. You have Jalen DeVries as well. So, I believe it's seven. I believe seven, seven quarterbacks in the quarterback room. And only one gets to play. And as we know, you know, if Unless he obviously plays bad, that quarterback's going to stick the whole season in, barring injuries. So it's going to be. Hopefully, we don't. I mean, there might be some people upset. Who knows? We'll find out. But according to SAU's roster, Stone Norton is a redshirt freshman as well. Okay. So, and we, you know, you guys, guys like Jacob Foss and Hunter Simmons, who are able to sit. They're only first year coming in. They're not. They were going to play anyway. So. 
being able to sit and learn might be end up being the quarterback battle of the future. Who knows? So so that's the quarterback room. So let's get into more recent landees. How about this one right here? Would be Cam Bowdry from UT Martin. That'd be the I believe he was the second guy. Yeah, KB, yeah. Yeah, Cam Bowdry from UT Martin. These guys don't put their just to reiterate, they don't put their names in their Twitter. His his uh, 2020 season stats, he had 32 tackles, four and a half for tackles for loss and two sacks, and he blocked a field goal. So he's a redshirt sophomore from St. Louis, Missouri, 6'2", 300 pounds. So bolstering, we know what happened to our defensive line this year. Injuries happened. So bolstering with him and D. These guys are bull rushers. These at, guys will get to the, stop him, the run, rush the quarterback. That'll allow Burner maybe go back to his outside self on how we were two years ago where we were rotating four guys in at one time. That'll so allow Anthony Knight maybe to break that all-time record in the fall. Helps those guys out. Uh, to go back on the offensive side of the ball, we had – uh, from P- Paducah, originally from Paducah, a star standout down there at McCracken County High School, I believe. Uh, tied in Tice Daniel from Memphis University. Let's get it. Because we, as soon as we found out that we were in on him, we really liked him because we know our quarterback play has been not the best at pass catching. You know, you've had guys like Combs who could pass as a tight end. Uh, Levi plays and stuff. We really needed that pass catching tight end. We have Levi Mitchell, so uh, yeah. but in our offense, not a lot of tight end sets. Right. So, but uh, this guy is six four two forty, so more of a kind of a run run blocking maybe style of a tight end. Uh, at Memphis, he was a also a all uh, academic all American of the AAC conference. So. He was part of the Tiger 3.0 club in the fall in the tw- spring semester of 2020, uh, but saw limited action. He registered in 2017, but limited action there he, in his career, and he has two catches for 12 yards and a touchdown. So he's he's older too. So we're getting all kinds of experience. I believe, believe he has two years remaining. Wow! Because yeah, he he entered the portal in January. So it took him a little bit to figure out where he was going to go, and thankfully it was us. He he knew what we had building here. Like we said, postseason success gets these guys' attention. So that's a good one. Like I said, we really wanted that one. So looking forward to him. Then we have uh, Sam Newman, I would pronounce it. Yeah. A offensive lineman from Juco Trinity Valley Community College. He is a uh, – I believe he's 6'6", 300 pounds or something like that. Just a big – we are losing – Juco product. He's a Juco product. So, uh, that just bolsters our offensive line room, so that helps us out big time. He is 6'6", 315 pounds, so he's going to come in and bolster that offensive line, which I know we – when we get to it, I think we have quite a few uh, – Freshman coming in there, offense lineman, so we're getting that room ready. Yeah, because we know, like, the Zavion Fulcrons and the Calvin Francis's, those guys are in their final years, per se. So, definitely going to need to look to the future in that regard. And a little bit on Sam, had a 4.0 GPA 
in his first year. He benched 325 pounds, squatted 550, and had a clean of 285. Impressive, bringing that strength to Carbondale. All right, and then we had one that came about yesterday. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Colby Coleman Abrams, linebacker from Bowling Green. This is a big one. Looks like a boss. This is a big one. He will be a grad transfer uh, this season for Bowling Green. He had 43 tackles, a sack, and two and a half tackles for loss. In 2019 and 2020, he was named to the third team All-Mac team. So he's going to come and fill maybe that Luke Geelan role if Luke does not play this fall and just add to that defense, which is we're unbelievable. Like that front seven is crazy because we have the Bryson Strongs, the Bryson Oatries, and the Mikel Calhouns. You add this guy in here, and wow. I mean, all these guys are going to make plays, and this guy seems like an absolute monster. Not to mention the, the freshman that we got coming in who – me in particular is very high on. Not sure if he'll play, but just in general, you get in that linebacker room pretty stacked. So looking forward to having Colby along the way. So there's all the guys coming in. Seven, right? Correct? That we've gone over. So yeah. a lot of fresh faces to replace some guys that are going out, whether from just in general not using the extra year or transferring. So we're looking forward to all these guys because we know this fall season is going to be special. We want all hands on deck, and these guys help us get to where we want to be, and that is playing in Frisco, Texas. All right, Noah, let's get now into we wanted to mention the – just to get reiterate the 2021 class, right? Correct. Uh, I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball, most important. Uh, we have four – Freshman DBs coming in. We have Jalen Bates from Oak Park, Illinois. We have the uh, three-star Levi McAfee from Tampa, Florida. We have C.J. Parsons from Memphis, Tennessee, and Delmontre Pryor from Orlando, Florida. So those guys that added to that DB room. And part of this class was James Caesar, who played this, this spring season. He's going to be an important role in this final season. And uh, – Antoine Walker Jr. from Northern Illinois is adding to that DB room. He could not play this spring season because his team completed a season in the fall. So, yeah, who knows if he could have added something. But we know with JT and Caesar and Quay and all these guys leaving that it's important to stock up on that secondary. So, uh, Linebackers we have, your guy, your big guy right here, Lewis Wilbert from Memphis, Tennessee. Nick really likes this kid. He's going to make his mark along the way. Then uh, Kenesi Chandler from Pinson, Alabama is another linebacker that will be a freshman this year. Then we had from uh, Riverside City College, we had Zach Barola, another linebacker to add to the group. Then we just, just named Colby Coleman-Abrams from Bowling Green coming in. Uh, defense lineman, freshman-wise, we have Manny Jackson from Brownsburg, Indiana, coming in. And we had Caden Reeves, who his brother Peyton is already on the team. So those guys like our uh, like our tweets a lot. Uh, their family's really involved with what we do, too. So we're looking forward to having that family here. Then uh, we mentioned Cam Bowdry and D. Foxworth coming in. And we already have, who also could play this spring season, Richie Haggerty from Miami, Ohio, coming in. 
Our defensive line is getting bolstered. Uh, Dante Cleveland from Central Missouri, I believe, played this spring, so that's another depth piece. And Mason Price from Rocky Mountain College is coming in as well. So our D-line group is bolstered up for this upcoming. Not to mention uh, Tylen Driver, who got hurt and didn't finish the season either because we already mentioned Duwan, so you had those guys in there as well. Correct. So our defense is looking pretty scary. Um, it really, really like what this coaching staff has done and is adding to this team. So uh, go to the offensive side of the ball. Start with the quarterbacks. We uh, mentioned Jacob Foss earlier from Huntsville, Alabama, out of Alabama's backyard. Nick, uh, you, you're really high on this kid. And then we had the guys we mentioned earlier, Hunter Simmons and My- Michael Lindenauer. Then we have Stone Norton from FIU. So adding that QB room, which, as we saw this spring season, depth is key at the quarterback position. So uh, We only really had three guys this year. And we have enough depth to where, like, Hunter and Jacob don't have to go in there right away if we have injuries. So we have more depth than you could ask for. And then uh, another transfer, running back, only, only running back we have part of this class is uh, Ontario Russell from Miami, Ohio. He had to sit out because Miami, Ohio played in the fall. So that's a good one. Uh, you had him with the – we're thinking Robert Jones was going to get playing time at some point. Uh, because then you have the Justin Strongs, the Romeers, and the Javon Williams. So running backs also deep as well. Uh, receivers coming in, T.J. Atkins from St. Louis and Michael King from Memphis. And we have a transfer, Jaquez Sloan from Western Kentucky. He was not a – like I said, if, you complete, if, the te- if their team completed a fall season, could not play in the spring. So he'll be a good special teams guy, I believe, and uh, gadget play guy. So – Solid uh, solid receiving core coming in to add to those guys. We already know who we have, so the two main we guys. guys. that are pushing for SIU records like Lane and Lenore. Tight end-wise, uh, I, we just mentioned Ty Staniel from Memphis, but uh, freshman-wise coming in, we have Aiden Quinn from Green Greenbrier, Tennessee coming in. So adding a couple tight ends, as we know, we have – uh, we have Garrett's and Stewards that are kind of more fullbackish, but adding to the Levi Mitchells of the team. Then they get to the starting up front. It's like we're run game. We like to start up front. So we we mentioned Sam Newman, Trinity Valley Community College coming in, but uh, we have four freshman line guys. We got to start grooming. We have who likes a lot of our tweets. Shout out to him, Ethan Tyler from Fairfield, Ohio. We have, it just shows he's excited. Right yeah, now. absolutely. We have Raheem Rowe from Fairburn, Georgia. John Nally from Utica, Kentucky. And you like him, right? Yeah, he's a big old dude. And right from our backyard as well, we like to get those backyard guys, Sam Buck from Highland, Illinois. So that just rounds out our class. We're really excited about this class and be able to develop these guys and we're to see what they're made of, and we have a bright future. That's a... Uh... I'm not sure if we have like full on details because we have everyone that's coming in so far. I feel like before we go, we need to give an update on the, pot, the potential depth chart. 11 on both sides, what they are, who their backups are. Not like to the bone. We're not going like deep down to the bone here, but it's saying like who we think is going to start. 
I mean, at this point, you could basically offense is pretty set in stone. You'll have probably going into the summer. You'll have Stone Labonowitz at quarterback. I would say you can't can't disagree with that. Then you have Javon. Then you have the rotation of Javon Romier and Justin Strong at running back. Avante Landon, Jerron Jerron Rollins is back. You add in Tice. You got Garrett. You got I mean. You have Combs, and you'll throw in Jaquez Sloan as a gadget guy. Maybe uh, Isaiah Hardship might make his way into catching balls. He did at the end of the season. We know how important he is on yep. special teams. Uh, then uh, so yeah, let's get into the yeah the old line real fast. Old line's pretty, I'd say set because you have Bo Brannion, then Xavion, Calvin Francis, uh, Chase Evans who will step into that guard spot for Chimaleski and there Lucas Sam Sam Newman might come in here and Lucas Lucas Davis I would believe would be your guys and you got tight end you have Garrett Cole Stewart Levi Mitchell then you can throw in. Tyce Daniel, you can throw in John Vollmer, who was a freshman this year. So, offenses, I mean, there's not a lot of open spots, but we, as you can say, can't have enough competition to push guys and get even better as a team. So, really like what you're seeing there on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, we uh, we know how dynamic our offense was this year. Like, big-time dynamic. So, you add to what that already was – Lose just Chimileski, and because we were we've been big on our defense like this whole time the last year or so, and then our offense shut up this year. And you add in what just add in, you barely lose anything, and you add to that. Man, I'm telling you. So let's get in the defense then, real fast. Who we think we know JT Caesar on the outside is Roger Campbell still. We know he made an impact in the start I believe, of the year. I believe he'll be back. Uh... Quay Brown, Clayton Bush at safety probably. I know Roderick moved to safety as well. So you got them guys. Then you could go into the linebacker. You have, you know, you have Mikhail, Mikhail Cahoon, Bryson Strong. We just named Colby Coleman Abrams coming in. With no tree. With no tree. I mean, we have depth, so it's really hard to say, but it's going to be really interesting to see what this – depth chart ends up being, but defense line-wise, Burner, Blankenship, Agnew, Knighton, Sullivan, Dante Cleveland, Driver, Driver, Raekwon, Lindsey, and adding the guys we have, so can't put names on. You can write, you can just write write down. Pencil of, like, the guys who have been starting. We don't think any of those guys lose their jobs. You have different guys that come and fill in on certain points of a drive on defense, so we're thinking... A lot of these guys will fill. All these newer guys will fill in in that realm, and like we said, a lot can happen and you know build up to the season. The guys can, you know, take spots from other people. You know, it happens all the time. So it's unbelievable. We we really can't tell you guys how excited we are. I mean, we're currently watching SAU softball right now. They're they're bound to win an NBC title. I mean, this this school is on its way, truly, and we're really excited for basketball as well. Be sure to keep going with our. Saluki basketball account or dogs basketball account. This school is on the rise. Another topic we can go over. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be set in stone here soon. I know I've seen the home games announced, but I can run down the 2021 fall schedule. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that, yeah. We will start out September 2nd, a Thursday, like we play those Thursday games, at Southeast Missouri. So uh, there. hopefully – 
by then they can have a full I know, I know it's Missouri so they really don't care so full capacity SIU will take over and be loud and cheer on or the wheel again and we're going to bring home that wheel defend it. and this is the one we talked about maybe getting off and going going to Manhattan Kansas out to Kansas State playing an FBS opponent so that's really interesting. Think that's actually a winnable game as well. I know the former uh, North Dakota State coach, that's where he ended up. So that'll be a fun, interesting game if that one happens. I don't know fully how. I'm pretty sure this is set in stone. But then we have our home opener against the Dayton Flyers, which... Not sure how Dayton's been in football. How have they been? That's in a. I knew at one time they were a non-scholarship program, but oh yeah, I assume at this point. But I know they had that tied in a couple of years ago. They got drafted. Can't remember the name off the top of my head. But Is you he the one who went to uh, the Browns. I don't remember, uh, but uh, I don't know. He might have went to the Saints actually, but uh, oh. I don't remember. But off the top of my head, then we have a. Back back home games, we have Illinois State coming into town. Didn't get to play them a year because they bowed out. Cause they gave of, up. They gave up. They bowed out. They probably had too many cases, and they said, well, I don't think they did, but whether they did or not, I mean, yeah, they gave up. Bottom line, which before, because we mentioned the Dayton and the Kansas State, just thinking back to we would have had a game at Wisconsin, however long ago we were planning on going to that game. Potentially, we were really excited about that because we know we've gone to the Arkansas States in the past and. We went to that one as well. We went to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, that was – we lost, but that first half, it's, and we had that lead, and we were in the tunnel at halftime, and there were SIU chants as loud as you can hear it at that huge stadium. So we're hoping that we can do something like that again, but maybe take on the W. Yeah, then uh, another team we didn't get, didn't get to play this spring who also bowed out. Because we're going to Western Illinois. They should be coming here. They bowed out of coming here. We should, they should be coming here again. So then uh, we get the, we get another chance to go to South Dakota State October 9th. Another revenge. Re- rematch, revenge, as you call it. Then uh, get to play North Dakota State for the first time at home for in a while, I'd say. Then uh, at Northern Iowa, who's a – that's a tough place to play. North Dakota or North Dakota State? North Dakota. North Dakota, North Dakota State, State is not on our roster right. this year. Or scheduled this year. Yeah, I mean, I would love a rematch against North Dakota. They caught us off guard in the second half and really beat our brains in that first game. I really want to rematch. That is homecoming weekend as well. Uh, then you have at Northern Iowa, as I said. That's a tough place to play. Then we have a bye week. Then we have a home game against Missouri State, another revenge game. They knocked us off by a field goal this spring. Then we go a team who I'm okay they opted out. They did it before the season at Indiana State. I know last two last, last season we played, fall season, me and you went to Indiana State. It's a nice That's venue. A fun time, yeah. And uh, to round out the year, we have a home game against Youngstown State. So to look at it, Besides maybe Kansas State, very – I like the schedule. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the word would that be. A, uh, it's in sure. our favor, I'd say. Yeah, favorable. That's what favorable. favorable schedule for sure. Hands down. We know we'll be a better team. We're, and those teams will feel the wrath. Truly. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that schedule because in case nobody knew, I'm sure they did because it's been posted a lot. So there's your rundown of everything going on with SIU football currently and who's coming in, who's going out, what the schedule looks like for the fall. That'll be here before we know it. Um, Season tickets are on sale, so exactly. I don't know how that will work out. I did see uh, it might help. I know it might help out the MVC baseball tournament held at Carbondale, but uh, the White Sox are expanding their to their percentage of I believe it's up to sixty five percent capacity. So that is, and I did see today in general in the state of general. I did see where the medical field today has said if you have the COVID vaccinations, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, which. That's another story in itself. So looking forward to this fall football season could add more. We could lose more. We will update you along the way. Follow us on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, fall is the year. We've said again that we thought this season was going to be the one fall is the one and could be potentially the best in SIU history, the best in a long time. That's a lot of hype, but we know that, uh, you know, those are high expectations, but we're thinking this team has what it takes. So, for Dogs Football, be sure to follow us again. And be sure, once we post this link, if you want us to cover more things, maybe we missed that you want us to cover, be sure to DM us or comment on our link post. For Nick Malone. No lurch. This is Dogs Football. Until next time, go dogs.